for Canadians with Disabilities and their, and their Allies. Uh, I had the finger pointing there. Uh, today I have... Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you two. Yeah. I'll be like an air... I'll be like an aircraft person. You just like this. Straight ahead there. <laughs> and so uh, I have Dan Trace joining me today from Toronto, Ontario. And today we're going to be talking about housing, uh, market housing versus RGI housing. Uh, it's going to be a great episode today. I hope everyone that's watching uh, will send in their comments. If you want to be a guest on the show and talk about the hot topic regarding housing, housing crisis is not just in one jurisdiction in Canada, it's across the whole country. Uh, everyone is uh, suffering one way or another uh, in housing, housing on affordability. And of course, uh, we'll break down uh, the, the difference between what is really affordable for who and uh, for what... Uh, well, what, what part of the population um, who gets housing and who doesn't get housing, uh, which cheaper versus market rent. So uh, to dive into that, uh, we'll, be getting, we'll be diving into that in just a few moments. But before we get going uh, regarding the, on the episode today, uh, we have a few announcements that we're going to be making, uh, a little bit of housekeeping um, stuff. And so with that being said, I'm going to pass the mic over to Neil. And uh, Neil's going to give us a little update on what's going on and uh, my input and uh, Dan's input and what Dan feels um, regarding the housekeeping stuff, what, what our announcement is. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, my thing is pretty, pretty straightforward and simple. Um, you know, everybody that's on Twitter uh, knows what a train wreck Twitter is becoming, right? And, uh, you know, everybody's heard the rumors that they're going to be going to a a pay per use uh, business model kind of kind of idea, and I mean, my opinion's either here nor there. But having said that, um, I'm just worried that you know there's going to be this mass exodus of Twitter, and you, you know you have a lot of followers on Twitter. You have like four thousand followers or something, and and getting up there yeah and uh sonia's got a lot too and i yeah. i know that you have a you know it's a dedicated following i mean and so my point is uh the the people that are dedicated the people that are following both you and sonia uh my ask would be before twitter blows up or there's a mass exodus uh that instead of staying on twitter or and watching it burn <laughs> to the ground yeah. um Every, please to have everybody jump on over to the uh, YouTube channel instead. So 
everybody that's subscribed to you, I mean, we call, I shouldn't say subscribe, but everybody that's following you on Twitter yeah. uh, should subscribe on YouTube because, you know, what we're trying to do on YouTube is, you know, keep, keep the family, keep the PDWD family together. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. if Twitter is, if Twitter's going to go down, uh, we, we want to try to keep everybody connected, everybody together. I mean, you know, if, if you don't, you know, obviously, if you don't really follow Rantor or Sonia and you don't care, then, you know, I'm not I'm not saying you have to jump over to um, YouTube. I'm just mm-hmm. recommending that that be the thing, because I think we can all see the writing on the wall that Twitter is going to go down or at least go to a pay-per-view model kind of idea. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'd, I would rather see everybody jump over to YouTube where everybody can be connected on YouTube. Because to be honest, and, you know, I really only use, I mean, other than to complain to the government, which I immediately do a lot, <laughs> um, my second use of of uh, using Twitter is just to re, is just to post uh, links to videos that we've done, the shows that we've done. And yeah. I mean, in reality, you can just skip a step and be subscribed to my channel and you'll know when the vi- uh, videos are coming. And mm-hmm. there's, like I said, I put a link to uh, even a, a show calendar, a PWD show calendar. On It's at the bottom of every video now. So mm-hmm. if you want, if anybody wants to know what's coming up on a, f- a future show, they can just click that link and say, oh, what's up? What's on the schedule for this week? What what guests are coming, coming up? And you know, sometimes we don't know them until the day before. Sometimes, you know, but if, if yeah. but if if I know ahead of time, I will put um, I will put a link on the calendar and say, yeah, we're we're having a show. And I mean, we didn't even know we were going to have a show until just yesterday. And uh, Dan himself is a really late ad. He just wanted to come on, so we're having Dan on too. So, um, but you know, as much as possible. If I can give people a heads up on what shows are coming, I'll put it on the put it on the calendar. So, you know, all that to be all that to say, um, you know, uh, Twitter. You know, all I really use Twitter for is to basically, like I said, recycle or republish your videos. And if you just want to see mm-hmm. your content, if people like your content or my content, all they really need to do is go to my YouTube channel, and you can skip. Uh, Twitter altogether, and, oh, and and give uh, what's his face the middle finger. Well, you know, they can <laughs> people can actually listen to the podcast too. Like you can, you know, yeah. your favorite app. You can also yeah. search under Google too. Uh, maybe explain that to some of the uh, viewers and listeners. Well, uh, the easiest thing to do, and again, it's going to sound like a plug, but the the easiest thing to do is is to just remember my website. It's a pretty unique website. It's just www.daddybentlegs.com. If you go to my website, uh, there is a dedicated tab now that's just dedicated only to your podcast. So they get, they get to my website and you, you scroll over, you get to a tab that says PW, PWD Allies Podcast. You click there and it's got direct links uh, to the podcast both youtube links and if they want to use spotify or uh the google app or uh, what are the other apps apple uh there's like five or six main ones right yeah, there's, even, there's amazon but they're 
you know, wow. if you if you want to go to the uh, just look at the audio version, there's a mm-hmm. link to that, and I'll bring you to the audio page that's hosted on Spotify. Cool. Um, so there's all sorts of options, and actually, the calendar is also there on mm-hmm. the. I'm uh, no, I'm trying to think. Is it on the media page, or I think it's on the media page where I have the, I have the. Do you want to be a guest, right? Uh, I have that on the media page and I also have the calendar on that page right below, right below. Do you want to be a guest? There's a link to the calendar there as well. So everything's on my website. Everything's on my website, website, the the daddybantlegs.com. So you go there, you get all up to date on what's, what shows are available on audio or on YouTube. You know, you sit, you see us live, but you have the choice of, you know, if you, if you just want to hear, uh, Brent, um, you know, during a run, during a run, you can have them on your headphones, uh, and just play, play the audio through Spotify or whatever. Uh, but again, my point is, is, um, before the ship goes down with, with Twitter and everybody has to be forced to pay, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just my strong recommendation as a, as a uh, producer and editor to have as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. Jump on, jump on over and subscribe to the channel, and I'll I'll say I'll right like just to be very selfish. Like my ultimate goal is to at least reach a 500 sub level, mm-hmm. um, because once we reach this 500 500 sub level subscribers, that's the first level where we can get monetized, and mm-hmm. that's something where you can get super likes. So you get you get the um, Maybe we'll get, um, you know, Michael Bublé will will hit super like and give us like a hundred bucks or something, you know. And I and um, I hundred percent agree with what you guys are saying, right? Like it's uh, it's long time coming. We what have you been at this now? Two years or something like that. Been, yeah, it'll it'll be yeah. uh, two it'll years be two soon. Years. Two yeah. years in uh, January, yeah. 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 And also, sorry for the background noise. They're doing our balconies again here, and I'm going from room to room. But yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> I, I would, uh, I would, uh, as you suggested, just stick to it. And it's very simple format, right? Like come over uh, to YouTube uh, and, and just watch the videos and you don't always have to watch it live. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty, like it will be uh, put out there and yeah, it's a, it's a benefit. Get on that daddybentlegs.com and uh, get, be a guest, like share your thoughts. It's the only way we get, we get things done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the show's uh, always been about. It's always been about lived experience, about, telling your your true stories of what you know what you go through on a day-to-day basis uh you know some of them are pretty heart-wrenching stories and uh, i still want to hear them because uh, regardless of what the story is about it's your story right it's your story of what you go through not what the government uh, you know a bunch of uh, rhetoric right of what you know what they put people through a pwd uh, in life i mean uh you know, is it the rates are way are sub below, uh, you know, poverty? Yes, they are. Is it not having enough uh, the proper housing? Uh, is it about accessible housing? Is it about transit? You name it, uh, we talk about it. Um, so if you want and, to come- and, and the bottom line is, sorry, Brent, but the bottom yeah. line is, is the sharing of these stories is not for nothing because- Exactly. We know, we have proof that there are politicians, MLAs and MPs, that do tune in and are listening and are sharing and go back. I mean, even just Mike Maurice and, and uh, you know, uh, Benita Zerillo and, and people like that, 
they come on your show and and they're sharing our stories directly and taking yep. taking them to the house and say look uh this has got to be fixed i mean that's just two examples two two people right there but mm -hmm. there's there's lots of uh like i said the movers and shakers that can actually you know do something <laughs> are tuning into your show and that's that's why it's so important to share not just for your own self-interest but actually like you know on a grander scale like yeah. push the needle we want to push yeah. the needle well it's and about bringing uh bringing uh, the pwd community together uh and and that's where it all began uh neil and dan uh, and everyone listening it's when the show started once upon a time on twitter space is where the vision where i thought yeah like this you know let's do this let's put it on there and when uh you know this is back in the beginning of the pandemic um or close to it uh you know, we served, you know, as we all know, CERB got out there really quick, right? Uh, people needed help. And that's when we all started brainstorming and, and came up with the, uh, the the idea of the name DERB, right? And mm. that's where the DERB, it formed. It formed under under the Twitter space that, that I created. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't just me, my my idea about the DERB. No, it was the community. We all got together in the, in the channel and we thought, okay, let's come up with a unique name, <clears throat> you know, disability emergency relief benefit, right? Um, is it gonna is it going to get uh, implemented in? I really hope so because people need help now. Yesterday, yeah. not not a year and a half, two year uh, two years from now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're gonna keep pushing those petitions that that are floating out there. Watch for the news feeds on that. Um, I had memorized the numbers because they're they're out there, but. Uh, uh, definitely, um, I think it's at derb.ca. I, I believe that's the, uh, yeah, the link. There. It is. It is. Yeah. And so just click on it and it's easier. It's got all the information in there. Uh, Joseph's got it circulating out there. Uh, so we, definitely. We want to have him on soon too. I, I've, been, yeah, I've been in touch with him. So yeah, hopefully he'll, definitely, he'll come on soon. And, you know, so I, you know, and I still, I kind of echo exactly what uh, Neil's talking about here and uh, exactly and Dan, like what you mentioned, like it's so important to, check out uh, daddybentlegs.com, uh, you know, www.daddybentlegs.com. Um, and you want to be part of the, uh, the show. You want to be part of the community, the growing community, PWD across Canada um, and their allies. I mean, you're, you know, are you affected uh, with um, a person with a disability? You have a family member, someone that, you know, you really care about join in, join in the discussion, uh, talk about your lived experience stories. What do you go through? Uh, what are you hearing? What do you want to see changed? And that's the key, uh, the, the key theme here is what do you want to see changed going forward? And how do and, we, and yeah. Like, like to add to it too, right? Like it, it also gives people the opportunity to uh, reach out and, you know, get provided the services that they need. Right. Um, like you guys are going to talk about housing and such. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was just reading up today, like as well, we can just segue, we can, we'll just segue right now. <laughs> well, yeah, let's do it. Cause like oh, yeah. 2019 yeah. here, I know you guys are going through the similar pro, uh, issues in BC and, and as of 2019, it was, uh, I think it was a little under 200,000 units of RGI homes were in operation here in Ontario and only 8,000 people uh, benefited from the, what's known as the home ownership uh, assistance here, which basically is just uh market value rent folks, whether you own or uh, rent property, like you get back. So that's only like, 
208,000 people and it just seems like a low number to me and it's mm-hmm. it's like we've discussed before we we need it across the board for the sense also too that we can travel province to province maybe our situations change maybe mm-hmm. we need our family or or doctors or such and we yeah. got to go to another province so we need that across the board along with and if joseph's listening i don't know the proper wording but we need some type of basic income right we we need yeah. something because only people, uh, I think it is the maximum of 48000 to uh, 78000 uh, That's what you could be making, uh, depending on the number of rooms and such, before you can get accepted for an RGI unit here. And it's based on the 30% of your net income, right? So, like, not mm-hmm. everybody's in the same situation. So, this channel is a, a great way of networking. And like you said, you never know, Mr. Buble, uh, if he's listening, mm-hmm. or anybody else that can benefit even just one person, like then you've helped a lot of people, right? And that's what you did with your Twitter spaces. And yeah, encourage everybody to come here. Yeah. Yeah, I I always look at it as, and and, uh, you know, Neil and I, we we talk about this a lot on the show. It's like you, it's like a domino effect. You kick one door down, right? And Mm -hmm. then another opportunity for, uh, for people to learn what, what's going on in the disability community across the country. Now there's, there's always, uh, that that myth that oh they you know disabled are all taken you know basically taken care of right mm-hmm. uh you know and the people think oh well they're all taken care of i mean they got their you know lump sum no i mean a big chunk of that they live in market housing a big chunk of that money is actually paid out in market housing uh in most cases it's less it's more than 50 percent 60 70 80 in some cases 90 percent of their income is paid in market housing that's why mm-hmm. I, I believe that you know RGI housing is the way to go. Now, here's the um, here's the stumbling block on that too. I, I want to get your feedback on that, uh, Dan and uh, and Neil. Is in BC, I, I believe. Uh, I mean, somebody could probably correct me if I'm wrong on the figures here, but I'm pretty sure that it's at around twenty eight thousand dollars a month a household income. So here's the the situation is that. Uh, RGI housing in British Columbia is rent, you know, it's rent geared to income, right? So it's 30%. And that's that threshold. So now if your income, if two people, their income is um, a set amount. Now, if they get an increase and they go over that threshold amount of say $28,000, now one of them has to now move. Mm-hmm. So that, that threshold is way too low. I know in Alberta, I know uh, Cassandra, we, uh, we, we talk about that if she's watching this, I, and we'll have you come on we'll, and kind of give a breakdown one day about that too. I know in Alberta, I believe it's like $46,000 or $48,000. BC is still well below that. I used to advocate about this oh, many years ago. Uh, I, I'm really surprised. And, and there's no pun against the government. I mean, uh, uh, Honorable Minister uh, Malcolmson, if you're watching this, it's no, no slight on your government, um, but it, it is this kind of, you know, way like every, uh, you we're know, we're just, we're just talking about policy really. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's helpful. what, that's what I always want to focus on. And we're not talking yeah. about, we're not targeting people. No, we're any ta- government. No, we're talking policy. policy. Yeah. yeah. This is all is, is nonpartisan. It doesn't, it's not doing the blame game of saying, well, your predecessor didn't do this or you didn't do this. It's all about policy of what it, it really affects people's lives. It mm-hmm. really does. Like that's about lived experience is that a decision-making when a government regardless of who's in power um you know it could be it could be the jolly green giant i i could turn into uh, you know the hulk and i could be the premier of, of bc 
right? And someone will say, well, Brent, change the policy. Well, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I mean, let's all work together. Like governments need to work together and change policy because right now, like I can tell you a lived experience and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take not even one minute of this because people have heard this story before. If you haven't, I will explain it really quickly. So once upon a time, um, my, my live with my mother, um, long God rest her soul. So my brother and I lived with her. She brought us up since I was just a little baby. And uh, it came to a time where my mom needed to get a senior supplement. I didn't know anything about it. I, so she went talk to a worker. My worker time was for disabled, for disability. She had one for seniors. So they handled a senior supplement and the uh, and the, uh, provincial PWD. So uh, I said to the worker, well, how does that work? The worker says, well, uh, it's based on household income. So uh, unfortunately, if uh, we give you a rent increase or like, I mean, you get increases by the government. If, as long as your, your income, household income does not exceed that threshold. And I believe it was $26,000 at the time. Like, yeah, that's my point. Policy, right? It hasn't gone mm-hmm. up by much. My brother had to move out. It was a, it was a decision where, one of us had to move. Well, my mom said, well, Brent needs to stay with me. My brother had his own business going. He was, he, you know, well taken care of. He took care of himself. Um, but he had to move. He, uh, then he, then he lost his job, but he had to go and move in with his wife because if he didn't, he would have been on the street. He would have not been able to afford the more high market housing. And that back then market housing was slowly going up, but because his income you know, he would have been fine underneath the umbrella under our household income, uh, you know, but threshold, but because the system set up that way, um, two people maximum. Imagine if my income though, Dan, if had gone up in the seat of my mom's, I would have to then move. See, so mm-hmm. I, I, what I want to see is that that threshold ballooned up, that that ceiling ballooned up so that people are not put into an awkward position. What's your view on that? So see, this is what I think of it. So you're asking the guy that's been single 13 years and doesn't have a hope in hell of living with somebody. But no, no, I, no. I mean, no, I mean about the threshold, like the uh, yeah. Yeah, when you think logically about it, it's like okay, here's Brent and let's just use Brent and Sonia as an example. Yeah. Brent has a, a check. Sonia has a check. She gets her basic needs. Brent gets his basic needs because you're both individuals. Mm-hmm. Each of you get half the rent. Is that not what's happening? Like what, what's cause... what's happening? Yeah, what's happening is that if that as long as it doesn't uh, as long as it doesn't exceed the twenty eight thousand threshold household income threshold. So but see, okay. that's, that to me that's stupid because yeah. like okay, let's say they say okay, Sonia, you got to leave. They got to give her whatever X amount of dollars to rent another place, right? <laughs> and they would have to give you X amount of dollars to rent another place. Right. So wouldn't it just make sense to accept that two people are a couple, that they're living together, and let's just pay that rent, but still give them their individual basic needs? Mm-hmm. Like I'll give you an example of the twenty-eight thousand threshold. Stop! So- stop talking sense, Dan. I, I, I'm trying my best. I live in Ontario, so I have a hard time with it. So when I can yeah. get it in there, I'll throw it in. Yeah, Com- common I- sense, Dan. That's not, not that's not proper. I mean, hey, you look at a full. A full PWD rate in BC and a full PWD in BC, two people. So now you combine that income together and go, it already exceeds that, that household income threshold. I know because a recreation center, um, Sonia brought this up to me. We were talking about this yesterday. 
Um, what was it, Sonia, you were mentioning about the um, municipal uh, recreation stuff? Oh, the uh, rec centers. Yeah. They require you to have a certain amount of money per household. Okay. So I went, we lived in Anaimo. I went to apply for one, and Brent went to apply for one, and they said, you, you have too much income. Got too much income. So only one of you can... Only one of you can apply for the rec center. And the other one, unfortunately, won't, won't be able to, even though you could qualify, you do qualify, but because the household income cannot exceed that $28,000 threshold. So it's kind of like this little piggy went to market and this little piggy went, we all the way home, stayed home because you don't qualify. <laughs> yeah. And, and you see, that, that's where it's policy driven again. It's, it's yeah. no apartments are doing that too right yeah. um it, where some um some corporate landlords uh, <laughs> uh you have to be making uh, no less than 50 or 60 percent um of your income can't be paid so here's an example um before we moved to victoria over two years ago here now uh we went and we were scrambling around because we did not want to move we went to eight landlords eight of them okay even as far out, uh, Neil, as far as Abbotsford, you know, as I mean, Dan doesn't know what that is, but anyone listening, we went and I, I phoned and we actually went and saw a couple of them too. But the the thing is, some of the corporate landlords said that your income couldn't be any less than uh, $4,500 a month. And I said, well, we don't make that. We'll get a little time to tell the government to actually increase your income up to that amount. And then we could we could probably work with the figures. Are you kidding me? That's just the, the base rent. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they, they want people to live comfortably. They don't want them to suffer. Uh, and it put us in a bad situation because we had to move. We were told guaranteed, yeah, we'll, we'll rent to uh, PWD. No problem. Well, this is my, my income. No problem. And uh, waited, waited for the application. No, no comment. So I phoned and they're like, yeah, sorry, we, we didn't approve you because your income has to be no less than uh, 40, $4,700 uh, $4, a month. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're catering to people making $80,000 up, right? And that's the problem. Well, um, that, that, that's another thing you. I wanted to get into, Brent, is, uh, I mean, we were talking about RGIs, but I, I wanted to open up the discussion yeah. a little bit to talk about, you know, subsidized housing in general, because, mm -hmm. uh, and again, I mean, I don't know the actual numbers. I'm just spitballing. So, if I'm wrong on the numbers, you know, feel free to shoot me. But I'm just saying, I think roughly uh, the amount of subsidized housing that's available for anybody on uh, PW's social assistance here in BC, at least, is probably, they're probably only servicing about 5 to 10%. And the rest, the other 90%, now again, I'm spitballing here, yeah. but I'd I roughly think that's the case where where ninety percent on PWD right now are paying market rents, and the government is only catering to ten percent and only supplying actual subsidized rents, either either rent subsidies or BC housing or something similar to about ten percent, right? And mm -hmm. and that is, um, you know, I I told you I think it was on Tuesday morning I I submitted another human rights complaint mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was to do with the clawback i mean everybody everybody knows about my clawback of survivor's pension but one of the big things i added was i talked about 
one of the big subjects I talked about in my complaint is I actually talked about um, housing, how the government is, is only is only actually helping around 10% in the housing, like 10% get subsidies and 90% don't. 90% are paying market rent. And you know, if we take if we take a, what do you want to call it a metaphor or whatever, like uh, say we have a uh, McDonald's where I mean you can you can like their food or not, but let's say we have a McDonald's where uh, you have a McDonald's that only services maybe ten percent of the customers, and and the other ninety percent they they come in and they say screw you off you go like we're gonna treat or maybe maybe they'll they'll come into the doors but instead of getting uh, actual beef patties they'll get that pink shit that that you know <laughs> that we were talking about on the on the last show you know the, the jelly filled pink shit and the hamburgers yeah. you know right. so so. You know, or we can, or we can say, you know, that's what that's what um, the social development ministry does. It's like, well, you guys deserve the beef patties of the subsidized housing, and ninety percent of you deserve the the pink jelly shit. You know, yeah, yeah it's it's like, it's like saying, well, you know, ninety uh, percent of you, yeah, you choose to uh, want to pay high market rent. Well, then they, they, it's on you, right? You want uh, subsidized yeah. housing? Hey, well, we're going to provide it. And and so I'm glad that you mentioned that, Neil, because like uh, like the PWD who live in mar who pay high market rent, um, like I that's why I, I came up with that idea to the minister when I had the minister of uh, the honourable minister of social development poverty reduction in British Columbia on on the show where I came up with the idea where uh, to to extend the uh, that umbrella over these programs over uh, where there's one for seniors. Right. There's a senior supplement where they can have RGI housing within their own home. Like they don't have to move. Mm -hmm. And then there's a wrap. Then yeah. There's the rental assistance program at RAP. Well, that's that's another thing yeah. is that we I talked about that before too. I mean, you mentioned the thing about RAP. Yeah. And and that they su supply that they supply that for single single fathers. I was right. single, I was a single dad for five years. Do you think I got any subsidy? No. no. And nope. why why was that? Because I'm paying a mortgage, and I'm yep. not paying rent. And yep. you can and I mean the, and again I mean I we're, we're talking about rents here, so I don't want to I yeah. don't want to dive into my uh, clawback thing. But when I when I talked when I talked to uh, the tribunal chair, he, he mm -hmm. actually called me the, the last time two years ago. He called me, and and he said, well. You you might think it's you know it's discrimination, but in reality, it's actually it's it's just not fair. You, you know, I I can see how it's not fair, but it's not discrimination. And the the, the reason they can say that is because they'll say, well, we we also claw back income from uh, elderly people too. But my point is, at what point does does an unfairness? I mean, sometimes there's a very fine line between what's unfair. And what's discriminatory, right? I mean, mm -hmm. for for example, if we if we go back to the point of, let's say, uh, uh, so, uh, a social development office, they can say, well, we have a ramp leading up to our door. We have right. a push push button access to our door. So therefore, yeah. we're not being discriminatory for people with disabilities, right? So they they can say that's not discrimination because we're providing the ramp, we're providing the push button. So that's fine. We're we're, we're good, right? But the problem is. If you have people 
when you go in the doors and you have some bouncers in the, in the doors and say, we're going to, we're going to kneecap 90% of you. And, and we're only going to service 10%. Is that still an, is that, that's still an unfairness or is that more bordering on discrimination at that point? Right. See, this, yeah. this is why I say like, everything's got to go back to basics and it's got to be across the board. Right. Yep. So whether, whether it be disabilities, whether it uh, be people that are seniors, uh, um, uh, newcomers, uh, you know, or just uh, anybody that's homeless or precariously housed. I mean, when you got, uh, you know, two thirds of a uh, uh, shelter system such as we have here, just in my city, just as an example, uh, two thirds of it are people that have been there probably five, 10, 15 years or more, right? And it's like, why are they, oh. and I just saw Brent's mouth drop, right? And that's the reaction I usually get. And yeah. it's hard for people to believe that either have the people that I knew 20 years ago when I was homeless are either dead or still down there. It's just mm -hmm. disgusting to me. And it's all these programs coming up for what I, I, I don't know the proper wording. I don't want people to jump down my throat. I don't really care, whatever, because everybody who knows me knows what I'm about. Um, but when we start focusing purely and strictly on one group or the other and not everybody as a whole, then it's yep. not a, a full solution. It's just a Band-Aid, right? Sure, yeah. we're going to help one third of our shelter system here um, by getting these poor folks that have come over here from other countries uh, to nothing. And probably they had promises of homes and what have you. Um, and we're going to get them off the streets as we should. Um, but what about the other two thirds? And I'm not playing the what about guy. Yeah, yeah, they kind of like yeah. It's just a fact. What if it was your mother, your father, your brother or sister, right? I was lucky enough to get off those streets, but unless you have that, what we've discussed all along, RGI unit, yeah. I, I would have been, I, I'd be homeless. There's no way in hell. Even mm -hmm. though, thank you everybody, I got fired last month from a job that I was had. That's a story for another day. I still have a little bit of income, thank God. If I didn't have the RGI unit, I like I'd be I'd be in a park somewhere with my dog. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why and that's why it's so important to extend it not just to like one one uh, geographic of population. I think believe because the housing crisis affects everybody across this country. And I'm glad you nailed it, Dan. I mean, the newcomers coming here, they want a better way of life. And uh, I have nothing uh, against uh, immigration coming to Canada. I I um I believe that you know we need we need a lot of them to come here to fulfill a lot of the shortages of doctors, nurses, I mean pra other practitioners, specialty um specialty groups. Um there was a discussion even on our local talk show this morning. They were talking exactly what we're talking about right now. And that's why I thought it would be like a really good topic to talk about housing and and we're going to you know continue these these important discussions regarding the uh, hot topic of housing because it's not going to end anytime soon. Um, you know, having RGI extended across the board, I think would be ideal for everybody based on, based on their income. So, you know, uh, but that, that based on the income, but that household, uh, that household part needs, the threshold needs to be really ballooned up enough because otherwise it's going to put people into a very dire situation. Like I explained earlier, uh, where they get to make tough decisions of, well, you know, you can go or, or you can stay. Um, and it really uh, breaks up uh, 
uh, family and friends, uh, etc. Um, yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Well, again, again, Neil, that is, sorry if I cut you off. I can't hear shit with these balconies. Sorry. <laughs> oop, oop. Um, but it goes back to what Neil says, right? It's it's like it costs. Okay, I don't know about you guys there in BC. I'm going to look it up later because I'm actually interested across the board across Canada. But here in in Ontario, it cost them between uh, I think it was last check five to six thousand dollars a month to have people held in a shelter. Uh, so that'll be for your nurses, your security, uh, transportation, meals, the bed, laundry, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna pay that, why can we not figure something out for two or 3,000 a month so that the people can be in the community in their in a home, in whether yeah. it be a room or an apartment or their own home that they've lived in for the past 60 years, you know? It, yeah. It's because it's a business, right? And until they turn that corner, where they're not treated because this is one of those issues you shouldn't it, it goes back to like you guys were saying policies it, it shouldn't be a political thing though it should be automatic these are people's lives look yep. look at what is it finland or whatever it is that has no homeless like it these are people's lives right so this is not your standard stop sign or 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 speeding or parking take like this is people's life or death man life or mm -hmm. death so yeah. work together keep it together and like you guys, I'm going to get going soon too, but like you guys do with this program, keep pushing it and everybody go to that daddyventlegs.com. Pick it's, up that book if you like too. It's a good read. Uh, and yeah. just focus on what we need as a community because if the community thrives, we all thrive. But, you know, but sorry, sorry, Brent, I just wanted to jump again because yeah. I, I wanted to ju jump on something that, that Dan said. I mean, you, you, talk, you talked about, uh, you know, uh, it being a business and and mm -hmm. and government is a business uh you know i've i've shared before on the podcast a few times that i've i spent like you know i worked for the provincial government for seven and a half years so i was actually an employee of the of the provincial government for seven and a half years right and um in to take my metaphor further imagine if um, I went to work and I, I, I handled a shitload of voicemail and, and email, even back in the day when voicemail and email wasn't really a thing, there was still a shitload of voicemail and email, let me tell you. And, um, anyway, so, but imagine if I went to work and I only ever did like 10% of, I ever only ever responded to maybe 10% of my voicemail and email. So, mm -hmm. and, then, and then I said, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll just ch chuck the other 90%. We'll just put them on a shelf somewhere. I'll only worry about getting through like 10%. You know, that is that is that a success? It sounds more like a spectacular failure to me. Like, like you always say, you know, the government always says, oh, there's more to do. There's more to mm -hmm. do. Well, it's it's more than just that. That's if like kicking the can down the road. More to if, do. If if you're only servicing ten percent of the population of the PWD population, that's more than um. There's more to do. That's a lot more than it, there's more to do. It's, it's yeah. It's called a spectacular failure, is what it is. A failure in policy. And I, I don't know which one it was. I don't know if it was our municipal government or somebody from the feds. But somebody the other day went on one of the the TV programs, and they were like. Yeah, in the last, I think it was the province, actually. They said something like, in the last uh, whatever many years, we've gotten 2,700 people housed. Excuse me? 
You, did you know that there's 86,000 people alone on the Toronto housing waiting list? Right. Did you know that our shelters are overflowing? And on top of that, the federal government is bringing in like whatever it is, 500,000 people a year in the next 10 years. Like what the hell? Where where are you? Like where? Where? And guess what? Now that we got this Greenbelt thing dealt with and settled, take half of that money you're going to promise to your buddies and build some housing with wraparound support, supportive housing. You know, things that meet the criteria and the needs of what, like in our neighborhood right here, we have a home going up right now. It's for, and excuse my terminology, I'm not up to date on all of it. So if I'm wrong, correct me. Um, but it's for people with uh, uh, not mental health issues, but uh, developmental issues, right? Adults. Mm -hmm. And it's going up in our community, no problem, right? I think there's like 25 residents that's going to be there. And, you know, they're obviously going to be in our community walking, using our parks. The, the pharmacies, like it's all for all of us, right? So if, if you just took back that $8 billion, buddy, guess what? Give us half of it, build some housing, put put a billion dollars into the healthcare system that directly deals with the homeless so you don't have these overflowing issues going forward. Because just like in health and in housing and in everything else, it's just going to keep going and going and going and going, and it's never going to end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were saying uh, today, uh, I was on the news saying that there was over over a million uh, new uh, immigrants that come into the country. And for universities, just for instance, there's no housing for them. And like, where are they gonna live? Um, and so the, the problem is that they, they needed to put a stop on how many people are coming in until we got enough housing built for the citizens within the country. I mean, build, build, build. Um, and like I say again, I have nothing wrong with immigrants coming into the country. It, it falls down to policy of government choosing not to build the right housing many decades ago, and it's been a ripple effect going forward. And uh, I mean, 40, probably what, 40 years? Oh, that, well, let's get out of building co-op housing. Let's get out of building social housing, uh, any kind of housing that people need. Um, and I'm all for every type of housing that needs to be built. It's like just build whatever housing is needed uh, to help uh, everybody in the country is, is it private sector, public sector, um, but making sure everybody has a roof over their heads. Nobody should be on the street. No, nobody should be on the street. And if they are on the street, then, you know, work with the, the, the individual, figure out the, the actual plan that, that actually is best suited. And, you know, that'll be another episode that we'll, we'll dive into another time uh, because that's very complex, right? Uh, you know, some people say, oh, hang on, you're going down that slippery slope there, Brent, uh, careful, you know. But yeah, I mean, that because to me, that's not an expertise area, right? That's up to the healthcare industry uh, officials to deal with the individuals. And yeah, I mean, people listening to it right now, they're probably say, oh, I know what he's talking about, right? There's been a lot of discussions, I mean, what kind of care that they need. That's not up for me to say, that's up to the healthcare and the provinces, uh, municipal governments to do with it. But the current citizens that can be housed, and we had uh, we had a, um, a, a person on the show just recently, Neil, um, Leona. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I want everyone to uh, hear the, the actual uh, awesome news that I have for everybody. Leona uh, Witchcraft, uh, uh, you know, that's her Twitter handle. Twitter handle she's, yeah. uh, she's now been housed. She mm -hmm. has a safe place that she can call home. Uh, uh, temporary until uh, her permanent housing is available on October 15, 2023. Uh, so thanks to the generosity of the uh, the community on Twitter, um, she's uh, she was able to get some fundraising done 
and got herself housed into. But I mean, it shouldn't have taken this long. It should not have taken you over. You know, and, and 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 again, I I we're not a, we're not trying to throw the government under the bus, but no, really, no, no. it really shouldn't have taken that this long, right? I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, the government can just say there's more to do, but Thanks. I mean. You, you got to say more than that. There, there's there's lots of times where you got to say more than that. It's a systemic issue. It's a policy you know, decision. Um, like, I, like I said, if you're only going to service 10% of the actual population, that's a lot more than just saying there's more to do. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why the, like the solution that I came up with or idea, um, you know, some people say, well, yeah, but now you're telling everybody that they need housing, they need to go under a government umbrella housing. What I'm saying is that people that, that live in their own home right now and they can't afford the high rents because the cost of living has gone right through the roof due to inflation. And there's a lot of reasons why that's happening. Uh, globally, there's a there's a problem with the supply chains globally. Uh, there's also inflation at the gas pumps at the, at the gas station. And yes, people say, well, well, you don't drive. Well, no, but it still affects me because it's, it's a intermodal. It gets passed down the line. The, the higher the gas prices go, the transportation industry has to now deliver those products and services to the stores. The consumer pays the end price and which is higher. I learned all that in college. That's why I know I can run circles around that topic. And when I hear, you know, they, all the parties voted, you know, triple, let's triple the, uh, the carbon tax. Well, what do you think is going to happen here? It's going to put inflation up. It's going to drive prices up. You know, I, you know, and that's federal. Sure, they can get rid of all that. But now we got it in BC. We got our own carbon tax. Where I mean, so much taxes. Like you renew, you basically get rid of all these extra taxes, uh, and then you lower down the municipal tax, and that's what's driving up home prices too, because owners who own apartment buildings, they're um, and this is a discussion I, I had up on a phone and show one day. I said. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Like the, the prices of the homes have gone up because the municipal taxes have gone up. But now the government's capped that rent increase at 2%. There, there's that 13%. So now they mm -hmm. say, well, we, we can't afford to run our business. And at the, now the government says, well, um, next year, well, we're going to put it to 3.5. Well, now that owner, property owner, his, all the cost of, um, you know, collecting garbage, um, sewage, uh, water, you name it, um, uh, you know, may, maybe they have a mortgage, maybe other loans, whatever it is, all these costs get added all into all this stuff. So when I say vacancy control or rent control, there has to be some kind of balance here. Like they need to reduce down these property taxes so that the developers can now make housing affordable. But there has to be a stipulation saying, if we reduce down municipal taxes and make it affordable for those developers who, who are now going to own that building. They have to make a deal with, with the um, local uh, municipality that they live in to actually make it affordable for the recipients if they don't have or if they're not on RGI housing. I still think RGI housing is the way to go, but if, if they don't, at least make it some a compromise, work with the, uh, the gov local governments and work out a deal. And if they don't, then they can pull the business license. I, I feel like I've been kind of talking in metaphors all show, but I'm going to do one, an, another one anyway. <laughs> um, and maybe this one will be inappropriate. And, and if it's inappropriate, I, I apologize. It, it's not meant to be inappropriate. But what I was going to say is, you know, those uh, blue spark cards, right? The the parking pass cards. If you're okay, yeah, for parking, you know, and then they have like the the 
the uh, painted stalls that are blue with the with the handicap. I mean, our logo itself is the is the is the red maple leaf, right? With the with the logo on it, right? That's right. Um, but yeah, the the, the spark card is blue, right? And mm -hmm. and um, accessibility card. You know, yeah, and and I was gonna say that that in a way, government al almost treats us uh, PWD as kind of racist that we're all kind of colored blue mm -hmm. you know we, we have that blue color as well it's like well you're you deserve it because you're blue you know so it's like you don't really do, you don't really deserve uh adequate housing it's it's fine you know like with, with 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 witchcraft it's like well it's okay that she was waiting for what was it uh four months you know it's oh it's okay because she's she's a blue color person <laughs> She's mm -hmm. a blue color person, so it's so it's okay, you know. There's there's more to do, but I mean, these are blue people on the shelf, so blue people are lower priority for us. But that's okay, right? And I mean, maybe my comments are a little bit out of context, but I'm trying to I'm trying to build a metaphor here that I mean, I can... re really, government kind of keeps us all keeps yeah, us all in, keeps us all in the color of blue, and say, well, if you're blue. You don't you don't measure up to as much as everybody else does. You know you're 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 in your blue corner, and the blue corner doesn't deserve as much, yeah. right? Well, yeah. you're exactly right. Oh, I just wanted to clarify, like when I mentioned about municipal, and I'm going to get to down your input on this. I mean, when I mentioned, um, oh, they just need to lower down these taxes. I mean, this is just my my view. Like, I'm not telling government what to do or local governments or whatever. This is just an idea. Um, I've heard some feedback from from some local landlords and developers, and they even said this to me. So that's why I I threw this out there. And and when I'm hearing it from a developer who builds places, and I watched the place getting built, that's why I know this stuff because a place that Sonia and I lived in, and the same developer who built it and, and taught me a lot about why places are so expensive. It's the building materials. It's the the cost, the labor. Um, red tape, all the red tape um, on all these costs. So I just threw it out there. Um, yeah, what's your view on that? Well, I was just going to say, I, I was going to end with like some some education and a feel good yeah. story. It's like just the other day I was out because I may or might may or may not be exploring the opportunity of running for council. But uh, I was out talking to some people in unsaid area war twenty. <clears throat> And it was a 91-year-old man, right? And and people have been calling me left, right, and center the past five years that I've been doing what I do in the community. And this particular man, he just had a few questions. He was, uh, you know, he had all his functions and faculties. It's just his legs didn't work uh, uh, as they used to. So he wanted to know, because he said he had inquired about how to stay in his home. And he said he almost felt forced, like they were forcing him out of his home. It was yeah, almost cool. like, oh, here's this option of a home. Here's this option. He said... Dan, all I need is somebody to help part of my language. But he said, all I needed to, is somebody to help fucking bathe me. He goes, mm -hmm. I can cook my own meals. I can, I can walk to the store. I, I think he, he, he like did, you know, blocks around, but it was something to do with the lifting up his leg to get into the bath, what, whatever the case may be. The long yeah, story short of it is those professionals who aren't treating it like a business and treating us all like humans did not express to him that there's such things as PSWs and, and like he was so 
not naive or ignorant, but he just, he didn't know about these social programs because he never used them in all his 91 years. And he was just flabbergasted at how like wrong he felt he was treated. But once mm. he got that, and all I did was give him the information to call himself. Sure, I feel good about it, whatever. Um, but just that one basic move to save this guy from leaving out of his home. And I got the phone call today, actually, this morning when I was walking my dog that, oh, uh, I don't want to mention his name. Let's call him yeah. Joe. Oh, so yeah, Joe was actually uh, called into our office and thank uh, your in thank you for your information because without it, he he would have been. Uh, he he said he was gonna end it, right? He didn't be like yeah. ninety something years old. Who wants to go through hell like that, right? Mm -hmm. So the the moral of that blabbering story is like treat us all as equal. It's like you guys are saying we're not all blue, right? We're not all black. We're not all whatever. We're we're not all white. We're not all. And I hate when people put those labels because when it comes to these issues yeah and when i say people i mean government and media and all that shit not you guys yeah. when it comes to these particular issues it can't be a color or a sex or anything else man it has exactly. to be a strictly human thing that you're it's a human thing live. right yeah, yeah. It, it's because it stigmatizes uh, a, a group of people like um i've heard so many stories of there was this one doctor um she you know very professional i guess she's worked in the india health uh, healthcare industry since she was oh my god what did uh one of my neighbors down the road um her her sister's brother um anyway she she worked there since she was like 22 years old she it just she got through university when she was really young she was still in high school and she she went through and she was going through college university and like she was just i just i guess things just came to her so easily and and life and that's great um and so she had a really good career going uh very good income coming in um but is income everything in life no i mean if you don't have your health or whatever then it doesn't really mean too much uh but anyway long story short on it is she was in an accident she got into an accident she became permanently disabled uh she's now on provincial disability and she didn't realize how bad how bad that the rates are um before she got on there she she had a fight to get on all the red tape. And then what, you know what she used to be told from a worker, uh, Dan, was, are you looking for work? Can you prove that you're looking for work? Um, what addresses, what phone number so I can follow up with the, uh, with the employer? I'm like, oh my God. And she goes, yeah, like that's how demeaning they treated people. And she says, she said, hey, Missy, she says, uh, you know, I'm actually probably double your age. <laughs> and she said, you know, just because I paid my taxes, does it mean that you have to treat me with with the, you know, less dignity, like respect. And the lady, she had no words. All she said is, I, I'm just told to do my job. I'm just told to do my job. And that's, that's the thing, right? They're told just to do and say these things, but it can be so hurtful because they don't know about lived experience, what the person's gone through. And, uh, and again, like I say, it's all policy. It's all policy. Um, these policies were written, oh my gosh, um, I remember, I remember on Twitter space, we got into a big debate that one time. When were these policies? I think I was ranting and raving. When were these goddamn policies implanted in? And someone said, well, way back in the 1500s, right? You know, I mean, like it dates back, um, but we need to modernize it. We need to live, uh, listen to citizens. Okay. And that's what I'm going to say. The theme going forward here, citizens of Canada. It doesn't matter. And Dan, I'm glad that you mentioned this. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're dark um, you know, what nationality you are, it doesn't matter what race you are, it doesn't matter, 
you know, your he, she, him, uh, you know, he, her. I mean, we're all citizens of Canada. Can we not modernize policies across the board? Is it about accessible housing? Like I said, all the all the above. Um, is it about transportation? Yeah, building transportation around housing. I, I think bang, like they, a lot of municipalities, uh, they're, they're right on that. And I'm actually all for that, by the way. I'm actually, I'm happy that that's going to get done. But what I want to see done is making sure that housing is truly, when I say truly, truly affordable based on the person's income so they can put a roof over their head, they can call it their home, and they can feel safe. And it needs to be accessible, accessible too. Here, here's what you do in, in my closing comment there. What I'll leave you with is this, you know, it's a great conversation about housing, by the way, and I'm, I'm here anytime. And like we already said, go to daddybenlegs.com and sign up, go to Neil Matheson on YouTube and like subscribe and share. But also the next time you're talking to any of your politicians, whether they're MLAs, whether they're your local constituent, like councillors or your mayor or what have you ask them this, if you can pay, $5,000 to house me in a shelter, why won't you pay half of that to let me live in our community? Yeah. And I, I, I post the answers and guess what? That page where the answers will go will be blank because they don't have a fucking clue, man. You yeah. need the lived experience at the table to deal. I can't tell, I can't tell Neil there how to deal with issues with regards to people in wheelchairs, man. I've never been in a wheelchair. I don't know. How the fuck do I know? I can be a support. I can be there as a pal. I can't tell him what to do. Yeah. Ask them that simple, simple question. If you pay $5,000 to your friends to work and house me in a shelter, why won't you pay half of that to let me live in the community and watch yeah. the expressions you get? Yeah. Especially, you know, when people put that money back in the community, you give them RGI, they actually put, they put the money back into the community and helps the community and local businesses grow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's about living, listening to people with lived experience. It's like saying, oh, do you, do you want me to pick up your wheelchair, your, your scooter wheelchair? I can lift you up to the top of the stairs, hang on. No, 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 I just want a ramp. I just want a ramp because I can do it myself, making it accessible. Uh, you know, how many times I've seen that on public transit, Dan? <laughs> yeah, you know, someone gets on, excuse me, um, I need to get in there. Oh, okay, uh, could you just get out of your chair? I heard that one day, I was on the bus on the back. I was like, can you just get out of your chair? And actually just lift it up. And actually, you know who said that? I was appalled. <laughs> You'll never guess who said that. Could, could Sir, could you maybe just get out of your chair and actually uh, the lady's gonna move up the chair, um, and like the seats, and uh, they just push it in there and just get back in your chair. Who said that? A bus driver. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. seriously? I was really shocked. I heard that. And, and, and what? He picked you up on Friday and dropped you back home on Monday? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. You, you guys' transit system is another topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another yeah. That'll topic. be another topic. That'll be another topic. You, you're day. exactly right, though, right? And and the total, dis, not disregard, but the total ignorance, I would call it, of some people. And, and some of the people, they don't actually know, right? Because it, it's yeah. not what's played in the news. It's not a feel-good news story, right? It's mm -hmm. so we got to stick together and do it ourselves because... If this stops, if this dialogue stops, <laughs> you might yeah. as well just go lay down somewhere, right? Yeah, and I mean that's why we got to keep the keep the dialogue going forward, keep it keep it going strong. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I want people to reach out to us and uh, connect, come on to the show, talk about these things, and and not and not just talk about your stories. I mean, I want to hear your stories. I want to think of concrete ideas, what we can mm-hmm. do by working with local governments and letting the provincial governments, federal government, getting them all working together and uh, come up with all these ideas about what kind of housing works good for you. I, you know, I mean, these are my ideas when I when I said, well. RGI housing, uh, lift a ceiling limit up. Like maybe somebody has other ideas like saying, well, yes, there needs to be a, a certain threshold way up there or it needs to be open. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, when I say open, some people say, whoa, hang on, you know, but because I say disabled, they get a rate increase, right? So they get a rate increase. Well, great. Hey, cost of living is going up, but that rate increase, if it's going to hurt you because that ceiling limit is too low, yeah. What, what do you got now? Well, yeah. hey, can I just have housing, please? Like, is it not a human right? We'll get into that debate another uh, time. Dan, I'd love to have you back on as, uh, as a separate, like another segment. We'll continue about the housing because we'll get into um, the types of, like, say, accessible housing. We'll get into talking about, the, you know, the ceiling limit. Uh, you know, how high does that ceiling limit need to be? Is it unlimited or... Like there's yeah, there's so many topics uh, regarding transit too. Yeah, I I wanted to apologize for my brain fart public, publicly before we before we end the show because I realized we were going almost the whole time and I forgot to pin the windows. So actually, I have no idea how the how the show is going to look because I forgot to pin everything down. I've got everything pinned now. So, but, so but you know what? That's the best way to do it, right? Because yeah, when it's swing it. around, I mean, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll right see how it squares. looks. But so, if it looks a bit weird today, it's my fault. It's my brain fart. And I apologize. It's um, like when I do the show, I just wing it. I just, that's I right. But, like, but hey. sometimes, if you're if your editor producer wings it, it's not, you know, <laughs> it's not a good look. So, uh, or like, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I apologize for that. But yeah, before we before we end again, I just wanted to say again that uh, that again before Twitter Spaces goes down in flames and becomes a paid thing, uh, I do ask that everybody that loves Brent and everybody that loves Sonia, and I don't care if you love me or not, but if you do love the show, if you love Brent and you love the show, we all love um, you. Oh. Come come on over and uh, sub to the channel. Because that's a way to keep the keep the group together, keep the family together, the PWD family together. So, I really encourage that, and I hope. And, and I and- want to spread. I, I'd stress too. Sorry to interrupt you, Neil. Like very quickly, that it, it's been a rough couple of years, right? So even mm. if, how can I put it? Even if some of us have had differences of opinions, mm. uh, and it hasn't gone uh, further than an, a simple argument or name calling, what have you. Uh, same thing stick together man because like mm-hmm. that's what they wanted right that's what they want they want the vision they want, they want us to all in fighting. yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's what fuels their fire right but we're not fueling yeah. their fire we're trying to fuel yeah. our own exactly yeah. i mean uh you know like there's a lot of pwd will have different differences uh difference of opinions and ideas and i think it's great i think it's great having different opinions and different ideas uh do i always agree with all different opinions this not i listen I listen, and that's what it's all about. I listen to what people have to say. Uh, I mean, I used to get a lot of pushback. You're not checking your direct messages and on Twitter space. It's like, yeah, you didn't get to my question. It's like you had a guest on. Like, yeah, but a lot of ideas, a lot of great ideas. And then I would bring it on future shows. Well, saying, the, yeah. 
the only reason you you allow me to be your editor producer brent is because you know i'm a yes man (laughs) (laughs) you know and 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 i you know and i i you know i apologize to you know back then was i never got back to some of the messages direct messages i would get tons of them and it was just like so many questions for the guests and that's when i I reached out and I said, Neil, like, um, you know, maybe, we, you know, there's other ways that we could streamline these questions and stuff. And, and that's why everybody, like, that's why we, it was always going to YouTube, but there was another reason why we moved it all over to, uh, to YouTube, and, you know, precisely this way on uh, the guests coming on to, uh, you know, onto Zoom here, because it was a lot easier. People could actually just leave all their comments right there. And then Neil mm-hmm. could see all the comments coming in. And uh, I guess, you know, as I said before, and we, we talked about this just before we went on air, uh, you know, it's like uh, the other added feature. Uh, and there's been a delay. It's in, coming. It's coming. Yeah, there, there's been a delay actually um, with me getting the other feature in is because I was trying to do some research into what would be the cheapest, uh, more cost effective way for me to have the added feature in there. I got to make sure that the network is not um, <laughs> not wonky where i'm going to take a call and it's going to drop off on me uh there was one uh, company i looked into uh it looks good but uh, i think i've streamlined it now down because thanks dan i am going to definitely going to look into that today this afternoon actually after the show today i'm going to be going down to the mall and uh, going to inquire on that um now people like that idea if you want to reach out to uh, neil matheson or myself or if you want to reach out to Sonia, Java, Java Beans, you'll see your name on Twitter. You want to send a few bucks to help out with uh, our added feature. Um, if you believe that it would be an awesome feature to have added on where you have the option of calling in. Yes, and that's the, that's the uh, I, I just gave it away, right? Again, it's a calling in um, program that we're going to be adding on to the show. Um, it's, I think it's exciting. It's awesome. Um, is it going to be every show? Uh we're going to try it out on different, a few shows here and there. It may, it may not be every show, but there will be an opportunity of where I'll say, okay, call in now uh, for the next 15, 20 minutes. So I'm going to be taking calls on the, the topic that, uh, that I've mentioned. So it may be, um, I want to talk about tiny homes. I'm looking forward to the first time you uh, hang up on a rude caller. Yeah. And there will be, <laughs> there'll be, yeah, well, there will be, there will definitely will be some of those. I can guarantee going forward. Um, and uh, I won't take any like, and I will make that very uh, clear right now. If you're going to call up, and I put the we put the number out there, you're going to call up, and you're going to be abusive to either myself or my uh, my editor producer or my guest that's on the show. I, I have no qualms. I'll hang up the phone instantly on you. Don't done right. So, uh, but if you want to call up and you want to have a respectful dialogue, and this kind of goes with like radio stations, they do the same thing. They hand mm-hmm. they they end the call just like that. I have no problem doing that. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's going to be exciting, though, having awesome people calling. No, it'll be in. great. It'll be great. It'll, it's well, it's kind of it, it's kind of like a re a redux of your uh, Twitter space. Of, yeah, Twitter of, space of, of the open mics. You know, yeah, it'll, yes, it'll, I mean, give, Twitter space of that yeah. connection, having that. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. is going to be um, very good because people can actually call in and then they say, "This is awesome. I want to be a guest. I want to come onto the show." And then they can be the guest, and somebody else will call and talk to them. It's interacting with people. It's interacting with each other, and that's what it's about. It's about communicating great ideas. Hey, I love this show. Um, I want to. I want to sponsor it. I or I want to be a donor to this. Uh, I want to be part of the community. 
because uh, you can become disabled um, through no fault of your own, go to get to an accident. You can be born with a disability. You will acquire more disabilities as you get older. Unfortunately, that's just how it works. Uh, there's either going to be uh, cognitive disabilities. You're going to you're going to have some form of disability. It's either going to be a parent showing or not, or only the above. What do you do? Yeah, and, and, and the, you, and you, the just, uh, you live with it. That's and it. the disabilities don't go away. They get worse they with age. They get they worse do. with age. Yeah, my so family doctor used to tell me that. I don't know if you notice or not in closing, this is precisely why I add some of the people that I add to the links and tweets and everything. Um, whether it be uh, Jennifer Hussang at CP24, uh, Christina Tenalia, uh, Catherine McDonald, uh, Melissa Duggan is another good person at uh, City News. Um, but <laughs> this is why I add them. It's not to get that five minutes of fame, right? Because that Titanic has already crashed into the iceberg. Uh, it, it's to get the word out because these stories, unfortunately, are not the feel-good stories that make the news, but these are the stories that people need to get the full mm -hmm. effect of the reality of why, not only why we're asking what we're asking for, but why some of us are in the moods that we're in. It's it's simple. It's been long time coming, and it, it's time that we we respect PWDs and do what's right. Because as you guys just said, you hit the nail on the head. I'm turning 46 next month. It's never going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So I want to be prepared by the time I get there. Well, yeah. five more five more days from now. Guess what? The magic number turns another year, another another uh, another year wiser. Uh, today's the twenty second. Um, That's right. So I, yeah. So my my birthday's in five days, and actually guess and guess who else's birthday's on the same day, different year? Oh, Sonia. Yeah. Sonia. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's been very quiet. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, her birthday's yeah we're on the on the twenty seventh. Same, same, same day, a different year, but it just blows people's minds. Like, you know, it, it's ironic because um, I remember, I think back when I was in elementary school, uh, this one young guy, uh, he, he lived like two roads, two roads over. And I used to go over to his place and uh, he had to start Star Wars everywhere in his room. It'd be like wallpaper. His ceiling was like stars, like everywhere. It's like, and he had the same birthday as me. Isn't that ironic, hey, how it works out that way? And um, then we just, uh, he just went his way. His parents moved away and they, they moved out to um, Sudbury, Ontario, actually. I remember moving out and I was so sad because I was like, oh, no. Like, but yeah, I mean, life goes yeah, on, right? And um, Sonia's mom and dad's birthday is coming up uh, February. in February, same day, mm -hmm. different years. And so it's... Um, I, I always find um, like astronomy, like I, you know, the, you got, you know, Aquarius and uh, all the different ones. And uh, I follow that uh, really closely. I'm saying, well, Hey, what does, what does certain uh, times mean? Like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting, getting back though, what we were talking about um, with the housing, just to end the segment um, on this as truly, I, I want to see every citizen, in Canada to have housing, regardless of who you are, governments work with it. Let's get people off the streets. Let's get them housed. If they're already housed and they can't afford the housing that they have, work with the situation. Maybe they need to move to another place. Uh, maybe they want to move to another province. Wow. Let's take away that the stigma of saying, no, you can't leave that province. You need 30 days. You need to get permission. You know what? Get rid of that. This is you're you're, you're blue. So there you go. Yeah, you're blue. You can't go because 
orange is over here or purple's over here. No, you're yeah. blue. You need to stay there. No, yeah. let's get rid of that. It's like seniors. They can go anywhere in the country. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Go figure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so should PWD. Let's treat PWD with respect and dignity. We all get there, you know, just because the policy says that, no, no, we can't. Yes, you can. You can change it. It's a political mm -hmm. will. It can be done. I know we can do this. Lived experience stories. Uh, if you want to be on this story uh, to tell more of your stories, tell, tell, tell. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with the wisdom of Yoda. Okay. It's like, Yoda. do or do not. There is no try. Do or do not. Dan, there is no try. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on today. No, thank you guys. And like I said, going forward, man, I, that's why I add these people. So I hope they're listening now, if not later. Uh, I'm going to be joining some of them tonight. So I'll also put out the word there. And yeah, just uh, do what you can to stay afloat. I mean, depending on where you are in the country, it's going to be different. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in the end, we're all human beings. And if you don't have a roof over your head, pardon the expression, but you got to fuck off. So let's yeah. have some respect from the policy standpoint of things and let, let's affect actual change worry about all that other goofy horn honking stuff later and actually yeah. deal with change and get some things accomplished because none of us are getting any younger mm -hmm. it, it, totally totally uh, it, it's all full steam ahead as i call it right and it's uh they, they call it the golden years well the golden make it year, so number one yeah I mean, <laughs> disability doesn't end at 65 and uh like there'll be another episode we'll dive into uh regarding the uh, the Canada Disability Benefit, DERB, and housing. Uh, I look forward to having you back on soon, Dan, and we'll, we'll talk about that stuff on the next episode. Thanks, Dan. Anytime. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Uh, it's been an awesome show. And uh, like I say, reach out to Neil Matheson or myself if you want to be a guest uh, on the show. Subscribe to Neil Matheson's YouTube channel. Definitely stay up yep. to date on the shows. And watch out for more Breaking with Brent segments, coffee time, and the and the uh, the new travel segment. Yes, travel. And, with... and if you want to know what's coming up next, what episodes coming up next for the podcast, remember that there's there's the calendar on yes. the website and also on the pinned uh, comment on each video. In the links, other links, there's the uh, yeah. link for the calendar there too. Yeah, so right there. You'll yeah, see yeah. All, all future shows are on that link. Yeah, the calendar is so awesome, too. It really yeah. keeps things organized. Thanks, yeah. everyone. Okay, thanks, everyone.